Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I inspire you to take action with stillness, let go of chaos, and step into your future self on this podcast. We have special, high-performing guests each week who share mindset tips and their spirituality, helping us all prepare to be the best we can be for our future. Let's Dare to Move. Happy Sunday, you guys. I am here with one of the most magical clients I've ever been able to work with. And her name is Lindsay Martinez. And what we didn't get to in this episode is just a funny story about how we met. So, and I shouldn't even be the one telling it because I don't totally remember this, but. Lindsay and I both worked at Psych Fitness and a lot of times she would be working the desk when I was coming in to teach spin classes at Psych Fitness, which was a spin studio that at one point was located in the um, Boston Park Plaza Hotel inside what was David Barton's gym. And um, I'm, if you know me, you're going to laugh, but I'm punctual Patty. Like I am always on time and by on time I am 30 minutes early like if I'm not going to be more than five minutes early I start to panic so I would often come in and like make small talk with um, whoever was in the studio and I have a vague memory of Lindsay telling me about an opportunity she had to do a co-op when she was in college out um, in California but I don't remember like much else and what's funny and what we just I wanted to just clarify um for you guys listening is that apparently I told her what to do I was like you need to take this opportunity to get out of Boston go experience another coast like and so when Lindsay hired me to be her coach she said well when you told me what to do years ago uh it worked really well and I wouldn't I I my life changed dramatically from taking the leap to um do the co-op out in California. So obviously what coaching is and what you're going to learn today is not that coaching, coaching is not uh, someone telling you what to do. However, if you've been following along with the episodes this year, you'll, you'll remember an episode I did with Aaron Claire Jones, the human design expert. And um, we talk about my human design in, in that school of thought is being a projector and projectors are natural coaches and teachers and therapists and and one of the the weaknesses if you will is uh giving advice without being asked (laughs) so I'm pretty sure I just was uh having a a moment where I wasn't in my wisdom kind of just telling her what to do even though it really wasn't my business and um I, I guess in hindsight it was good that I listened to my gut and told her what I thought because it she said it was a good experience but anyway today you are gonna hear all about Lindsay's four-month journey of coaching with the Crossroads of Fitness mindset coaching work that I've been doing over the past, I would say, six months. And her story is really unique. And um, I think what what she does well is explains that there, there really isn't a point A to point B uh progress meter if you will when it comes to coaching and that's what I think scares a lot of people away from it and um but she does really well explain how this work teaches you um 
the tools you need to continue to keep doing it. And I'm totally butchering this, but she she says all this much more eloquently. So I'm excited um, for her to share her wisdom with you guys and talk about what her coaching journey was like. So thank you, Lindsay Martinez, for coming on. And without further ado, let's get Lindsay started. Martinez, welcome to the podcast. I'm so pumped to have you as a I feel like we've been through a, such a journey together and I would love uh, today for you to share that. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Garrett. I really appreciate it. And obviously I would not be here without that journey <laughs> that I took with you. So I appreciate you more than you know. Oh, well, thank you. Feelings mutual. And uh, today the, the quote we're going to use is one that you shared, which is very uh, brief but powerful, which is um, you are a match for your mountains. So I'd love for you to tell the listeners maybe either A, how you found the quote and what it used to mean to you versus what it means to you today or just kind of what it's always symbolized for you. Sure. Uh, it's actually a new quote for me personally. My friend Lauren said it to me a couple of weeks ago when I was venting to her about probably something that I don't remember now, so clearly wasn't a big deal. Um, but she said that she had heard it in a yoga class, and so thus, of course, as things do, they get passed on. And I've just been repeating it over and over to myself these last few weeks, A, being in quarantine, B, trying to figure things out even more for myself, and C, being, I guess, somewhat like unemployed right now. I'm basically just doing some freelance contract work, but um, not too, too much. So it's just like a lot of things going on. And every time I start to feel down, I have to constantly remind myself of that and then think about, okay, so clearly this is happening to me for whatever reason. And what is it that I need to recognize about this issue or mountain in order for me to be able to get up the strength or whatever it is that I need that's inside me in order to overcome that. So I'm sure it'll morph from that, but that's what it is right now for me. Yeah. I love that, especially because you're a very big skier and so much um, of the metaphors we used in our work together was like skiing related. And uh, so the, the mountain visual for me is like super clear with you. And then um, I love that you were just kind of explaining, like you have it, you always have the answer inside you. Right. You always have the strength to, it's just like sometimes a matter of slowing down to find it. Um, and yeah, I just, I really love that quote. So thanks for sharing that with me and now the listeners, I think. Yeah, of course. Brilliant. Um, why don't we start with, um, I guess, what you thought about coaching before you had ever even considered. So like maybe flashback a full year, five years ago, whenever, like before you had even known I was doing this type of work and we were going to work together. Like what was your, what was your former perspective on coaching? The only coaching that I have really been exposed to in my life has been in terms of training whether it's for some sort of sport or SAT prep or anything along those lines, it was somebody that takes you from point A to point B and there's a very clear result that you're going to see at the end of it, um, which you'll see either in your games or your regattas or on your SAT scores. And so for me, it was very tangible, right? Like I can see it with my own eyes because mm -hmm. I'm either crossing the finish line or sliding into home base or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so 
when I met you and I, well, I met you a long time ago, but um, when we started talking about coaching this fall, I was like, I remember being like, what the heck is that? And also, do you have to have a certification for it? Do you have to go through classes for it? Like, what do you even do in order to become this? And it didn't really dawn on me that all the coaches that I had had in the past, it's not like they went to any type of coach training or anything like that in order to be able to coach my softball team or coach my sailing team or coach me for, you know, whatever else. They had just kind of done it themselves and been like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to do. I know exactly what needs to happen in order for me to be able to impart my knowledge onto somebody else and make them even better. Hmm. But that didn't even click for me <laughs> until we had gotten back and forth a lot. And then I finally understood. Yeah. What was it like um, when you decided to like jump in to it with, with like two feet? I remember being like, this is going to be great. This is going to be the best thing ever. I have no idea what it's going to be, but it's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> because I trusted you so much. And I knew that no matter what, it wasn't like I was getting into something that there's no way I would be able to handle or getting into something that I couldn't commit to or anything. I knew that I was in a place where I needed something and it just so happened that everything that you were offering was exactly what I needed. I just didn't know it yet. Mm. But that also speaks to like, you didn't know it yet, but you also knew something like, so one of the words that I learned when I decided to jump into coaching is the word gnosis, which is knowing something you don't know yet. I think that's literally what the word means. And it's weird because something inside you intuitively has this excitement that you're like, right. yes. But at the same time on paper, you're like, yeah, but I have no clue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's a really hard thing, like as even the coach, so, like obviously I, I like to think I'm a good coach, but when you're doing this type of work, you have to be the marketing, the sales, the business operations and the coach until yeah. you're, you know, Tony Robbins, you have this full staff. <laughs> and so, um, that is always something that I struggle with when I, um, I'm trying to show somebody like, yes, you can do this, even though it's a jumping into gray area and, mm -hmm. uh, yes, it's going to be okay. You just have to trust me because it's just, it takes a really special type of person to be able to do that. You have to have a certain level of self-trust. And so, um, I appreciate you sharing like so candidly what that was like for you, because I don't, <laughs> I, I, from a coach's side, that's the type of energy you want. Like you want someone to be like, yes, this is exciting. This is what I need even though yeah. I'm not totally sure on it um, because that's how the magic happens. But as just a non-coach, just human, I can understand why that feels so funny for people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was our second call. I had, it was a Friday and I had just gotten home from traveling for work for the week and you and I were on the phone. It must've been like a couple of minutes into the session. And I was like, Oh my God, I get it now. It's mindset coaching. I'm going to be a different person. And you were like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. That's why we're here. Oh my God. I love that. You're like sharing all this. It's so it's so, uh, like, uh, un, it's so not linear, right? Yeah, like, sometimes totally. I feel like 
there are moments when like something would come up and we'd be like, oh yeah, remember when we talked about that in like week two? Does mm-hmm. it make more, does it, does it click now? Like, cause I think things can click once, but then like click better and deeper as you know, you go. Um, mm-hmm. But the one thing too that I had someone say, so I did this series of coaching sessions with someone recently in a little bit, I, I guess she thought it was executive coaching. Like she thought that we were just going to be focused on work. But what we uncovered pretty quickly was like work stress is, it's all connected to how you are and whatever you're stressing about anyway, outside of work. Like you can't write you know, this line. And um, after a series of like very quick, like, once or twice a week for a month that we were meeting, she's like, this is a lot. Like, this is like, I need like a pause because this is really heavy. It's kind of exhausting, but in a good way. She's like, I don't want you to think I'm saying this in a negative way, but I just want you to know, like, I definitely feel that energy um, zap a little bit. So I'd love for you to speak to what this was like for you energetically, because you are an athlete, you have an athletic background. And like, we all know when we're training for a marathon or skiing or whatever, there's an energy output that's required. So I just love your take on what this type of energy output was like. So you and I were meeting, I would say at least once a week, and then we would talk in between that too. And I definitely took full advantage of you as a resource and, um, you know, writing everything down in my, well, we call it my doc, but essentially the little Bible for, our work together. And I think I was just so committed to who I was going to be at the end of it that I was like, whatever happens, happens. I am here for all of it. And so on day one, when you and I first sat down for our clarity session, I was so excited to talk to you because I, I mean, as you know, I was about to decide between either doing something and staying in the company that I was at or completely uprooting myself and following a dream that I'd had for years. So I was sort of on the edge in this, I guess, like purgatory. And my energy had been all over the place because I had gone back and forth in my mental health and been experiencing some really low lows at that point. And so I just didn't know exactly where I wanted to be or who I even was or what I needed at that point. And so working with you, I would say as the weeks progressed, I started with a lot of energy. That's for sure. Cause I was like, this is the best thing ever. But then as things went on, I remember us being on a call and you were like, I can feel your energy right now. Like you are so ready for this. And I was like, yes, finally, like I'm doing it. Like The yeah. fact that my energy could be received by you and by my friends and the other people around me, it truly was such a shift that I was now able to look at myself and be like, you're actually content right now. You're at peace with this. Like Mm. everything that you're thinking or feeling right now, you understand why it doesn't feel as overwhelming anymore. And so the energy sort of went from being you know, our, one of our favorite books, Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, where he talks about the difference between having the incoherent brain waves and the coherent brain waves. And I would say it almost looks exactly like that, where everything is so scatterbrained and all over the place. And then the more we work through my inner child and why I think the way I do and why I behave the way I do and 
et cetera, et cetera, it all becomes so clear and becomes very distinct points. If you could look at a map of this is why this is, this is the way this is, and this is what you desire versus this is what you need. Um, and I would say that that becoming so clear for me helped my energy turn around due to like a complete 180 so that I was able to send out positive vibes for myself and for everybody around me. And I used to think of positive vibes as like some, you know, spiritual junkie <laughs> words that it's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like, great. We're going to be <laughs> really optimistic today and I'm a pretty pragmatic person. So that's a lot for me, but okay. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, you really just start to see the world through a completely different lens and you become your own energy sphere, but it's not even like you become that, it's that you become aware of it. <gasps> wow, I've goosebumps. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, like I have this memory of you being like, yeah, like people in my office are kind of looking at me different. Like <laughs> Uh, like, and it goes to that thing where um, it's like, walk, like you start walking around, like, you know, some great secret, but yeah, I, I remember you having that really um, like big moment where you realized the vibe you were putting out and mm -hmm. how different it was. And also what a positive impact it had on others, which then indirect, like made you feel even better. So it was like this, like a more of a positive circle versus being like in an energy suck. Um, which is one of, you know, the, I would say rewards or, um, exciting parts about this type of work. Um, can you speak to getting comfortable there and, and also the notion that that energy is always going to be in flux? Because I think that we've, we had moments where it was like, okay, yes, this is cloud nine, or this is like a high vibe, but then there's also going to be the, um, as high as it can go one way, it can go even further the other way. And how sometimes as you're growing and you're experiencing new levels of like, call it positive vibes or, mm -hmm. um, high vibrations as, um, Joe Dispenza would say, you also end up experiencing the other side of the spectrum too. And so what was that like for you? And what did you feel like? What, how did you, um, how did, I guess, would you say you navigated that way? Like, I guess, how would you navigated those, those lows as well? I would say that they were basically like growing pains for me, right? So mm -hmm. every time something good would happen for me in a day or in a week or whatever, something equally as bad would happen for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting because it's really easy to look at that bad thing and say, okay, that means that whatever I'm doing is wrong or I should stop doing this or it's too hard or whatever. But inside me personally, I just had this like deep knowing in my gut of doesn't matter how hard it is. This is where you're going to go. This is where you're going to end up because I knew that the path that I was on was not sustainable for me. Mm. And I think that having gone through that whole change, like energetically and in my behavior and awareness and understanding, I am now experiencing another low point where it's like all these other things are starting to come together and make me question a bunch of other things in my life. And so it's been 
really interesting because I'll have points in the day where I am like, oh, absolutely. You're a match for your mountains. Everything's fine. Like you're doing great. You're working through quarantine. You're working on self-improvement. You're doing your film production class. You're doing this and doing that and staying busy. And then the other part of me is like, nope, this is supposed to be a time of stillness. You're going to sit with these lows. You're going to address the things that are going on right now. And you're going to figure out why you're feeling this way and what's going to ultimately make you better. So I'd say now that I am in another low, I can not look at it as like, oh my gosh, like my life is over or this is terrible or the worst thing ever. Instead, I look at it with that set of tools that I got from you and know that at the end of the day, yes, everybody is going to feel this way and I'm going to feel this way, but it's about how I approach that and all the work that I can do to get through it and feel better as opposed to just putting a bandaid on it and walking away. Like Mm -hmm. I know how to do the actual healing of the source Mm -hmm. as opposed to now let's deal with that another time or Mm -hmm. not really relevant right now. So I think it's super helpful just to be able to get through anything that comes up now because I don't necessarily need to lean on somebody for it, but I can also continue to do the work myself. Mm, That's really powerful because I guess that's a good point of like going back to what you're saying in the beginning, your former experience with coach was like point A, point B, you did the thing, you crossed the finish line, you got the grades, life is good, we move on. And that the hard part about this coaching, I think for some people to understand is that it's not like you just, you do it once and then like you're good. It's like, you can't unsee it after you've Mm -hmm. been through it. And it's like eye opening as to one, what I can continue to strive to be, what I can continue to improve upon. And that it's kind of like physical fitness or like, you know, this is mental fitness because Mm -hmm. you can't just like run, you know, four times a week for like four months and then never run again. Right. Or otherwise you're not going to have that level of fitness. And so I think you just did a really good job of explaining that for people. Um, but one thing you also talked about was um, you mentioned film class. And we've also kind of alluded to the fact that at one point in our journey, you were in <laughs> office. So talk to us about like what your kind of quite literal point A to point B was and, and what a dramatic shift that was for you. Yeah. So when I started working with you back in December. Wow. It's May now. (laughs) Um, I was working in technology consulting and I had been staffed on a project where I was traveling every week for work, living in a hotel Monday through Thursday. And so I was part of the project management team, which basically meant that I was in front of a computer or in a lot of meetings with people every day. And it's a certain type of lifestyle, right? It takes a certain type of person and a certain type of mentality to be able to endure not even just the stress of traveling, but the stress of traveling and then also having to be at a hundred percent at your job all the time. And a few years ago in college, when I had done my internships and stuff, I kind of knew that working in an office or at least like at a desk in front of a computer wasn't totally for me, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I was like, maybe it's just the work that I'm doing that doesn't really excite me the way that I'd want to be. Um, and then I remember one Friday when I was in my home office, as opposed to my client site where I traveled to Monday through Thursday, we had this speaker who 
she herself was a professor at Carnegie Mellon and she had also had a couple of startups and written a book, I think, and just done a bunch of really interesting things. Right. And she spoke about how it was really important for her to have a job that she loved because she didn't want her son to grow up and think that work-life balance meant something completely different. You were going to go to work just to go to work and your home life was going to be where you actually enjoyed yourself. So she'd bring him to her office and do all kinds of things that were work-related with him so that she'd see, look, I love my job and I want you to be able to love your work as much as you love being at home. And so that really struck a chord with me. And when it got to a point for me on my project where I was like, okay, I can sort of see a couple different trajectories here, right? Whether I stay at this company or if I go do what I've always been wanting to do. So what I've always wanted to do was move to California. Didn't know what for, but in middle school, I was like, that's where I got to be. <laughs> and so um, I did not look at California for colleges. I did not ask to be put in a California location when I was accepting my job in technology consulting, but I sort of knew that something was going to lead me there. I just didn't know what. And so when you and I started working together, it no longer was a question of like, should I stay on this project or should I go on a different project? It was like, should I stay in this whole job and career Mm -hmm. or should I go a completely different route and figure out a completely different lifestyle for myself? But at least I'll be physically where I thought I wanted to be because I just knew that every time that I was here in California, I felt so much better, right? Like there's a lighter energy about me. There's a different way that I look at things, you know, it's a combination of the weather and the people and my imagination, just all these things that come together. And so when I decided that I would eventually move to California, then I worked a lot with you and trying to figure out what that would look like and how things would progress at work and how I could make sure that they were still set up for success on my team before I left and made my own transition. And I remember always wanting to plan, plan, plan. And what am I going to do when I get there? And how am I going to make money, et cetera, et cetera. And you were like, calm down Mm -hmm. without saying calm down. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the chair of uncertainty, as you would always say, and it'll come to you. And now looking back, thank goodness that we didn't plan too much because I moved here a week before quarantine started. So any plan that I could have had was not going to happen anyway. (laughs) And and it really has been an interesting start to what is supposed to be a really like exciting and different time in my life. Mm -hmm. And it certainly is all of those things. It's just in a very different way than I would have imagined. And so um, two, I would say two years ago, I got some more clarity on the type of person that I was when I visited California again. And one of my cousins lives out here. And so she and I had been talking about the film industry because she's, um, done some work related to that and with her acting. And so that sort of planted a seed for me of like, maybe I could be a film producer. Maybe I'd be a director. Who knows? And so I'd say like the last year that I was in my job at the consulting firm, 
I was doing my own research on those things. And what does that look like? What's that day to day? What's their ultimate goal per se for their daily jobs? And so the more I learned about it, the more I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. It's creative, but it also uses my logical thinking brain. And there's just so many different things that you can do. And at the end of the day, it's because you want to tell a story that matters to people. And that's really important to me because of my personal passions and wanting to share those with other people. And so um, I moved here. And when quarantine started, it was like, okay, guess I'm not getting a job anytime soon. I should take a class. <laughs> and so it essentially like thwarted me into um, learning even more, which is awesome because if I didn't have quarantine, yeah, I probably still would have been looking at classes. I mean, I checked out different programs and stuff before coming, but hadn't committed to anything. And this was like, nope, you came here for a reason. You're going to figure out exactly what that is. And you're going to know an awful lot more at the end of this quarantine period than you did starting. So mm -hmm. it's been a really good way to start this transition. I just like can't say it enough to myself of like you are a match for your mountains because I know that a lot of people are struggling with coronavirus and quarantine and everything and those of us who are fortunate to have our health and safety and um all of those like good things that are able to keep you in good spirits it definitely makes for a perfect environment for you to learn more about yourself and learn more about the things that you truly care about yeah Wow. I think that uh, was a long story. It's <laughs> amazing. No, I think it's really powerful because so many people spend time um, doing what they think is dream work or research. And they're, even when they go down the like rabbit hole one night of looking up film school or researching about what it takes to, you know, start a restaurant, they think that they're doing they start to do what we spend a lot of time doing, which is like dream work and vision work. But they bring themselves back to earth real fast by saying, oh, it's just research. And oh, it was just 15 minutes on a Friday night or a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. And it's like, that's really not enough to, it's just dipping like your pinky toe in the water and doing that's never going to get you across the ocean. Like it just, it's right. not going to happen. And so I would say that, the move that you made quite literally across the country is it's so huge. But part of that was only able to be done, I would say, because you courageously jumped into this program and into the unknown. Like that was the first kind of experience of saying, okay, I'm going to go for it. And you, you even said it yourself, like you had the notion that California was right for you long before this coaching program, but there was some type of like betting on yourself that needed to go on to do that. And you also said so well that, you know, quarantine is making like, I've said everybody, but like you had mentioned yourself, like learning the lesson even more that you need mm -hmm. to learn and knowing that everything is divinely timed. And one thing that you didn't say that is worth knowing is just that you've had some mini manifestations that have happened even there. Like you've had these, what we call and Joe Dispenza calls synchronicities that are showing you like, yes, you are exactly where you should be. This is right. You didn't, you did everything like as it was supposed to happen. And, um, I feel like that's just, um, a testament to you trusting the process, which is hard at times. So what would you say to yourself 
going back in time, maybe at a moment when you were the moment you were about to do coaching, but you were still holding back or maybe right when you started coaching, what would you tell yourself now if you could go back in time? Um, I think it would, I know that I asked you a lot of questions before we started coaching and part of me (laughs) now looking back and just remembering another quote that I heard the other day. Um, (laughs) So the quote that I heard the other day that that was part of your match for your mountains was basically like, keep asking questions. Right. Mm -hmm. And now looking back, that's exactly what I did to you. And I asked all the questions that I needed in order to be comfortable. But I think what I would say to myself is keep asking questions and you have a knowing for a reason. Mm. Like there's that reason where, why you feel so uncomfortable in your gut or why you feel like there's a little burning pit of fire inside of you or that you feel like you want something more than you have right now. And maybe it's material and maybe it's not, but there's a reason why there's a void in whatever place that you're experiencing it. And so it's, really just about tuning into that. And I mean, thank goodness that I did, but now sitting on the other side of it, it is so clear (laughs) that like I told myself to ask those questions and I did ask those questions and, um, it took me through what an amazing process, but absolutely worth it. Awesome. And what do you wish other people knew? So like, I've told you a million times about like things from my coaching journey and like my mom has had a coach. And I think for me, knowing people who had coaches made it easier and being a coach myself and believing in coaching made it easy for me to go in. But when I talk about it to my friends, sometimes they're just like, it's like going over their head. Um, So what do you wish people knew or understood about the process? I think there are an awful lot of sayings out there that's like, just accept me for who I am, or that's just life, or I'm that, so deal with it, or I'm this, so I have to accept this. And Mm -hmm. all of these things that sort of automatically look at yourself inside of this one box with the checklist on it, right? Like, I'm in this box because that's just life. And so I have to stay in this job because that's the only job that I could get. Or I have to stay in this city because I don't know what anybody, anybody, anywhere else. And you have this checklist of characteristics about yourself. Like if you had asked me a year ago who I was, I would have been like, well, I'm incredibly damaged. I'm very controlling. <laughs> like list all of these things. And I guess you just don't realize that who you are today, whether you like it or not, that's not going to be who you are forever, but also that's not who you have to be forever. Like you don't have to just change because things happen to you. You can change because that's who you want to be. If you look at somebody and you're like, wow, that person is so generous. I wish I, I wish I could be that kind to somebody, or I wish I thought about doing that for somebody else or for myself, et cetera. You can. Mm. like wake up tomorrow and buy the coffee for the person behind you or wake up tomorrow and wave to somebody on the street that you otherwise wouldn't have. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I talked about it a lot, how 
it literally is just you stepping into your future self and behaving the way that you want to see your future self behaving because it doesn't just happen because all of these things happen to you. It happens because you consciously make the effort to change and you're aware of who you are now and who you want to be. Mm. Wow. Uh, that was so powerful. So powerful. And the two words that you hit too, that are just such a big part of this work is like consciousness and awareness and like being just hyper aware of like what's really going on and not judging it, but just like becoming aware of the actual situation and not being attached to like the negative emotion you're feeling in that thing. Just like looking at like what really is. So I honestly could not have said that better. Um, thank you. <laughs> that was magical. Um, what, uh, I guess maybe for a, a final question, um, what have you learned about uh, just to kind of bring it into like where we are right here and now? Cause I'm going to just literally publish this today when we're, um, it, and we're still kind of in quarantine. And so what have you been able to learn in quarantine or visualize for yourself for the future because of quarantine. Like you were saying, you know, had you had this perfect plan or some job lined up before moving out there, it probably would have been shut down or forced you to stay home anyway. And you would have been attached to that one outcome. And instead you went there with an open book and then you went into quarantine with an open, you know, world of possibilities. And um, I would love to know if there's anything that any epiphanies you've had during quarantine about what you want to do coming out on the other side of this or yeah, any, any major things you'd like to manifest. So it's funny that you say that because yesterday I was on the phone with my mom and she was like, so what are you going to do when your quarantine ends? Because supposedly here in LA, it's supposed to end in two weeks. And I almost <laughs> had like a little mini heart attack of like, oh my God. Yeah. I forgot this was ending. Like this isn't going to be forever. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been doing this for so long now that I don't even remember what I wanted. Um, but I think that now that I have gotten into, I don't even know if you can call it a routine because yes, some of my days look the same, but also they can be all over the place. I think on the other side of this, I know that I, for sure want to stay in a creative lifestyle and doing creative work. So whether that is spending more time in more film production classes or reading more books or whatever it is that could potentially be material for me to write about or ultimately have a series or a screenplay about whatever, I think I do want to continue down that path of expanding myself and opening myself up to a multitude of possibilities that are related to the industry, but also not just me being like, Hey, I'm here. Can somebody hire me for whatever job? It's like, mm. yeah, I mean, I could go and apply to every single PA job in the city, but am I going to be able to show up and be my best if I don't know exactly what a PA job entails and exactly where I want that PA job to bring me? Probably not because then I'm just there to learn on the job, but I don't really know what I should be looking for or mm. paying attention to or learning about. And so I feel like there's some more homework per se that I would need to do um, before I get to that period. But I don't think that I would have really 
known that had I not gone gone through this entire quarantine stillness, right? Like it's made me realize how much there is that I still need to learn and how much there is that I already do know, but Mm -hmm. am comfortable with learning so much more about, right? So I think I don't even necessarily want to make any (laughs) big moves right after quarantine ends. It's staying in this groove of paying enough attention to myself and making sure that I stay grounded and I stay in a place of, um, you know, awareness and mindfulness of what all my actions are and the words that I say and everything that I do. Um, and then also coupling that with my work. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a job or a career yet um, in this industry that I am dying to get into, but it's also, it's not on other people to give me those chances unless I show up with the preparedness that makes sense for me to have those chances. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I would kind of just continue a little bit on the path that I am. I mean, my class goes until the middle of next month and I'm fortunately surrounded by friends and family that have experience in the industry or connections to the industry. And so um, I'd say I'm in a pretty good spot to come out of quarantine and not feel like my entire world is going to be flipped upside down and I have to go do a million different things that are so out of the norm for me, for the norm being quarantine norm. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah. Wow. I love that because it just, it's like, um, it's like the patience that you knew you needed to move to a new city, not knowing what the plan is, was like the, it like landed. It land, like the, the, the actual characteristic of patience has like been like ingrained in you. And not only has it been ingrained in you. So like, it's not like you're sitting here saying, yeah, I'll wait longer. And I'll, it's like, you are patient now because you're on the path. You're, you've always wanted to walk. Like <clears throat> if you talk to any famous uh, producer, director, actor, writer, what do they spend their time doing? Being aware of themselves and the stories that are around them and then reading work that they want to, like you're on the path. You know what I mean? And like yeah. what we talk about a lot, um, in this type of work we did together is, um, just the art of manifesting and how you can totally call in whatever you want really so long as you're doing the work to show the universe that that is what you want and you believe you're you're aligned with your true knowing that it it really is what you want and it's so freeing like i feel i hear the calmness in you because it feels very like like you're very liberated right now with being in this time and space that you're in the place you want to be physically, geographically, you're doing the work, you're reading about the things you enjoy, you're taking time for yourself. And um, it would not surprise me if, you know, anywhere from three days to three months from now, some project pops up <laughs> that is just like exactly what you need and you're exactly what they need, or you create your own project that someone right. else wants to help you with, you know? So um, I love, I just, that answer is just brilliant. Um, so I'm very excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, definitely been an interesting period, right? And I think there are some people that are probably approaching it in a very different way than I am. But fortunately, having worked with you, I understand 
how important it is for me to focus on part of the day being for myself and whether that's with stillness trainings with you or journaling or meditating or some type of movement but then it's equally as important for me to spend that time on improving my knowledge for my potential hopefully career in this um but yeah i'm definitely super blessed to have this time to really be able to figure that out because i don't think that without the stillness that i would have been able to get to the same place where i am now or at least it would have taken an awful lot longer <laughs> yeah truly well i'm glad that it's been um it's been a supportive time for you and i think that that's a really nice thing for people to hear because there is still time. Like a lot of us may still be locked down for two more weeks. And so being reminded of the power and the um, sovereignty that you still have when you're technically not allowed to leave your house, uh, mm -hmm. it's still there. And there's a lot that can, that can come from that. So um, I'm so excited to see um, what all, you know, transpires in your world. And, you know, still in 2020, we have so much time left and um, I couldn't be happier for you to have been through quarantine, even though I know there's ups and downs, but um, to have done it out there, which is super cool. I loved on our um, last session, you had that palm tree in the background. Yeah. It looked like a fake Zoom background, but it was more life now, on the beach, <laughs> living the dream. Yeah, right. Um, that was I know there have been a lot of those moments where it's like, this doesn't seem like a quarantine or this doesn't seem like my real life or whatever because fortunately in the apartment building where I'm living we have this rooftop where I can see all the mountains and there is that huge palm tree that comes up um so it's just like all these little things where I still get to in some way shape or form be in touch with the things that I love or am missing um and having that outside time is obviously really nice but then yesterday I had this little mini reminder of like you're definitely in the place that you're supposed to be um I didn't tell you about this I forgot to but it's like it's a very small little thing but for me now that I have this like huge awareness for all the things that happened to me it means more to me than maybe it would somebody else but um when I moved to my apartment in Boston when I first started my job in August or July 2018 I had this fake orchid plant that a really good family friend of mine had given me as like a housewarming gift right perfect because i kill plants mostly and <laughs> i'm not gonna be home enough with traveling so this will be great beautiful like bright pink really brightens up the home when i walk in it's right there great and then yesterday i went to the plant nursery with my cousin who has been super gracious in letting me live with her and her husband here. So that made for a very easy transition as well. Um, so we went, we were getting some plants for the home because now that we've been here, we're like, okay, time to redecorate. We've seen the same thing for two yeah. months now. Um, and the guy threw in this beautiful white orchid for free. Like at the end, just gave it to us. He's like, oh, and I gave you this in addition to everything else. We'd bought like a, a bunch of other big house plants. So this orchid was a little bit random, but he was like, it's for you. Like, take it. I appreciate you coming. And we were like, thank you so much. And I, I looked at Beth and I was like, do you mind if I have this? Like, can I have it? <laughs> and she was like, wow. yeah, sure. I don't care. Put it in your room. 
And now I have a real orchid in my room. And I mean, I, I don't really know how to take care of them. So that's a, a different point. But um, <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, to go from this period of I just needed something bright and semi-live looking to keep me going through this one period of not like it was I don't want to say like sucking the life out of me because that thing was not alive, but it was like this period of learning about myself and all those ups and downs there to this place where I do feel like rooted in what I'm doing and alive. I feel so much more alive. Yeah. That I now have this live orchid. So it's like that really interesting, wow. I, know, I guess like synchronicity that we, yeah. 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 Wow. (laughs) I love that. What a cool like way to symbolize the journey, like bookended in that time. So um, we'll have to, we'll have to do an update too in the future too, with like what else transpires. I feel like you're just energetically like so ready to just like take off um, (laughs) when, when it, uh, when they release the gates, if you will. So, right. I'm so excited for you. Where, where can people find you? If they're out in LA, they're listening to this, they want to connect with you. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently in West LA and I'm looking into getting a mode of transportation. So <laughs> that will be TBD. But um, I'm on Instagram at Lynn's Martinez, L-I-N-D-S-M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z. And I have a little story section of my corporate to California journey, as I call it. Um, but yeah, I'm always open to meet and talk to new people and see what's going on in the rest of the world because I love storytelling and hearing other people's stories as well. So feel free to reach out. Amazing. Well, thank you. Also, I love that I can see the book in your, in the background. Oh, the, <laughs> our favorite book. Yeah. <laughs> a happy pocket full of money. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for doing this and um, please keep me posted on all of the things. Uh